great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So something that is just moving as we speak, and it comes as uh, no surprise, and it, it is ridiculous, but the... Uh, the January 6th uh, committee holding their final public hearing later on today at 1 p.m. and will recommend that former President Donald Trump be charged with, get this, folks, insurrection, obstruction of an official proceeding of Congress, and conspiracy to defraud the United States government for his efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election results. This is uh, what's going to be recommended. Uh, they're calling the uh, the president's uh, actions an attempted coup, but they're not these recommendations, and keep this in mind, they are not binding. In other words, federal prosecutors will have the final say, but they are going to recommend the January 6th committee that former President Trump be charged with insurrection, obstruction of an official proceeding of Congress, and conspiracy to defraud the United States government. I have said it once, I have said it twice, I'll say it continuously. Was it President Trump's finest hour on that day? Absolutely not. But he did not do anything criminal. And to even bring these types of charges, if ultimately that's what happens, it is it is going to be nearly impossible to prove that Mr. Trump had some type of uh, criminal involvement with this. And so we're going to be taking your telephone calls this morning, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The AOC crowd is up in arms. AOC is criticizing Elon Musk for banning journalists' accounts on Twitter. An abuse of power. Abuse of power. She urges Mr. Musk, maybe try putting down your phone. But and I sat on this for a couple of days just to see where all of this was going. This is a slippery slope, specifically referring to Twitter, that should have never started. A slippery slope that should have never started. These same people that are up in arms now, oh, Twitter, Twitter, Elon Musk is banning journalists. He's banning journalists. Did not say a word when Twitter banned the president of the United States of America. So it was okay and fine when Mr. Trump was banned. But now it happens to a few journalists and it is the end of the world. This, as the latest revelations that are uh, appearing in published accounts, the FBI, the FBI and Twitter had a relationship that's being described as a, quote, master canine quality, and that the two parties were in constant contact, constant contact. As I just mentioned with my colleague, Curtis Lewa. And if you recall, folks, I said it was wrong when Mayor Adams said, Kumbaya, 
You're here in New York. We love you. We love you. Here, I'm going to send my commissioner to the bus station. We're going to, we're going to give you pillows and vouchers and, and cell phones and everything the moment you get off the bus from Texas. How, how was the ride? Oh, it was horrible. You had to ride for several days. Well, here are some vouchers. And here, you could stay here at this nice uh, Manhattan hotel, and we're going to roll out the red carpet. That was the initial response from the Adams administration. And they are going to have to deal with the repercussions of it. Because I told you, folks, it was a huge mistake when the mayor did it then. Now our backs are up against the wall. That's what we're dealing with right now. So the mayor announced on Sunday, Mayor Adams, he's now calling out Governor Hochul, calling out the feds for ignoring pleas for help as New York City is bracing for the storm of migrants to come. In an email blast sent to city council members and mayor staffs, The Adams administration notes that the Big Apple's shelter system, and you knew this was coming, folks, is at capacity, and stressed that the administration has reached out to Governor Hochul and the federal government for help. The city of New York has already received more than 31,000 asylum seekers in the city. They are bracing for 1000 a week starting this week. The mayor is sending his commissioners to greet the buses as they arrive at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. Why would you do that? I get it. You're elected mayor from a Democratic field, crowded field, and people are telling you that you're headed to Washington, that you could be on the national ticket. I understand that part. But you had to know by embracing the migrants here in the way that you did, all you were going to do is open up a tremendous floodgate that will not stop. And that's what we are dealing with right now. With the lifting of Title 42 this week, The city is bracing for 10 to 15 busloads of asylum seekers to arrive in the next two days. The next two days. And now, and you knew this was coming. You, (laughs) folks, who is the mayor paying for his advice? his advisors, because now the mayor, and I predicted this when it first started happening, the mayor is warning New Yorkers that city services will have to be cut because of the migrant situation. And you sent your top officials to the bus station to welcome them here to New York. What do you think that said back home to the people that want to get here? If I can just make it to the border, they'll put me on a bus, I'll end up in New York, and everything is wonderful. I'm not trying to divide people. I'm not really not trying to be divisive, but free, free, free. Free, 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 free. I want the dream too. Free, 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 free. In essence, that is what you said. In a moment, we're going to start with the telephone calls. We're going to go to Jennifer in Boston, Michael in New Jersey. But I want to to divert for just one second. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. It is uh, the holiday season, uh, Sunday. Next Sunday is Christmas. And I I just want to share that I have always found, folks, that that it's always better to give than to receive, to see the joy 
on someone else's face when you do something for them. I know it sounds a little weird, but I also want to hear from you folks with the holidays here. Have you found a similar experience that I have found that it's that it's much more satisfying to give rather than to receive? And with that point, our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, recently appeared on Fox 5, Good Day New York, announcing announcing that he had made a major donation to the Food Bank of New York City. This is what Mr. Katsimatidis, the owner-operator of WABC and the host of Cats at Night, had to say on Fox 5, Good Day New York. Well, we'd like to make a difference, in you know, uh, especially this time of the year being uh, Christmas and uh, holiday season. And uh, there are so many people in need. Uh, what's gone through with, between COVID, the pandemic, and uh, the poor people in middle class got poorer mm. in the last uh, year and a half, two years. And uh, we got to help whenever we can help. Uh, the, and, and you're the, helping in a big way today, though. Well, we're we're helping as much as we can. Uh, I know that uh, uh, it's important. We're going to be giving you uh, $10,000 between Gristides and D'Agostino, $10,000 in in product. And we might arrange to buy it wholesale from Goya, because Goya has some great products. Yes, we've seen got their trucks out there, too. And have them deliver again at the end of next week or the middle of next week. On the products that you really need. So, in other words, you, you tell us you need beans, we'll get you beans. You tell us you need, uh, you know, rice, we'll get you rice. Mm. And uh, that's the important thing: is to coordinate the needs of what you need for your people, and uh, we'll get it delivered. Well, all I can say is thank you to John and Margot Katsimatidis for helping New Yorkers. As a young man growing up in this city, I remember well. Uh, what it was like uh, when we didn't have food to eat. And so um, thank you, Mr. Katsimatidis, for um, for helping New Yorkers. They do so many wonderful things. Okay, folks, let's, uh, let's start with the uh, telephone calls. A lot is going on. Let's begin with Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning. Eric Adams has got to be the biggest moron, the biggest idiot, if he thought that the president, Biden, was going to give him a billion dollars for the immigrants that are coming into New York. If he gives Wait, you said him, for the what? For the immi- What did you say? For the uh, illegals, the migrants okay, okay. that are coming into New York to support them. If he if Biden gave Eric Adams a billion dollars, he would have to give every mayor of every city the same thing. He's not going to start giving every mayor in every city in the United States a billion dollars. Of course he's not going to give Eric Adams any money. What is he so stupid? Well, you know, he called Biden, he's my dude. Well, you found out that your dude doesn't give a damn about you. The only one Biden cares about is Biden. And finally, maybe, maybe Eric Adams will wake up and realize by letting them in, he, he caused a catastrophe. A catastrophe that the only way to stop is to do what, believe it or not, Mayor Lightfoot is doing. Every time a bus full of immigrants yes. comes in to Chicago, she tells them, don't get off the bus, don't get comfortable, because you ain't staying. And she ships them off to another city. And that's what you have to do with them. You have to play musical cities with them until they get so fed up that they go back where they came from. She has more brains than, than, arm, than the mayor of New York City. Because he's a total moron. As bad as she is, she realizes, no, you're not going to completely flood my city because I don't have the money to support you. We're going to send you to another city and let them worry about it. But, uh, Michael, thank you for the call. What, what I don't understand is how the mayor so badly misjudged this. I get it. He wanted to get out there and say that he's welcoming, you know, it's a sanctuary city. You're welcomed here. But, Mr. Mayor, you can't control the numbers of what we're – it's nonstop. It's nonstop. 
And now you have the nerve to warn New Yorkers that you may have to cut city services because you misjudged this situation because you welcomed them here to New York because you sent your commissioners to greet them here upon getting off the bus. Why would you, why would you send a welcoming mat like that? As opposed to you let, you let the bus quietly arrive, turn the bus right around and send it somewhere else. Then you engage in a public relations battle with the uh, governors of Florida and um, and Texas, and you badly lose the debate with with those governors because, particularly in the case of uh, Texas and Governor Abbott, they gave you a little bit, just a little bit, a teeny bit of what they have to deal with with their budget, what's going on in their states. And you you sent the message to migrants, come on down. You're welcomed here in New York. And now they're taking you at your offer, and the city can't afford it, cannot afford it. Jennifer in Boston, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Nice good morning. Thank you. I hope you have a nice weekend, dear. Um, oh, it was good. Thank you. And I hope yours as well. Right. Back to reality, right? <laughs> um, if I could, I wanted to comment. I can't talk about the illegals because my head's going to pop off. When I saw them coming out of the manhole covers in El Paso, that was all I needed. But um, if on President Trump, I personally would just like for one little person, and I know for most people I know, even people that um, didn't vote for um, Donald Trump, they are now very grateful for his service to this country. Um, my life, and I can't think of anyone I know, even my very, very liberal cousin and other people whose lives were better. Um, my cousin's son that passed may very well not have at 25 because he probably wouldn't have had the fentanyl so easily accessible and a pill that he didn't know he was taking fentanyl. So our lives are better. And I will say this. If Donald Trump is going to be held accountable for having a rally and then having things go south, right, why isn't Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, Kamala Harris, who all said about the Black Lives Matter protests, Antifa out there carrying on, um, like when they were burning down, attempting to burn down the federal courthouse with, um, you know, workers inside the federal courthouse, and they're attempting to blind police officers and beat them and burning down police precincts. And the, and the words from our top elected officials federal officials who are, oh, they're not going to stop. They have to keep going. They should keep going. Um, right, but, 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 but Jennifer, but wait, wait, but were they on location the way Mr. Trump was? That's the big point. Okay. Did he go to the cap? Was he at the Capitol? And did he, why do we always forget that he said peacefully and patriotically? What about the people that when Trump was elected, Dominic, the elected officials that stood in and tried to, um, take down that the day it was the same proceeding but four years earlier and they were saying that this was unconstitutional and these votes didn't count this is russian interference there wasn't the violence but those people that went to the capitol why is it that only so-called right-wing extremists are responsible uh you know he's responsible for their behavior no one took responsibility for a whole summer you have 500 and something riots over two dozen dead people and billions in property damage. Who takes accountability for that? Everyone gets a free pass. I, I mean, the double standard is glaring. And the fact that people don't think, you know why they're doing this, Dominic, and they're doing it in D.C.? You're a smart man. Because the, the jury, any jury <laughs> in D.C. would gladly, gladly take down Trump on anything. For yes. him to get a fair jury in D.C., I mean, it's unthinkable. It would never happen. And the prosecution would make sure it didn't happen. So to me, I think it's an absolute disgrace. I think that Ashley Babbitt died. I think she was murdered in cold blood at that. And other than that, what they have done over this, we have political prisoners still sitting in jail, not given a trial date. Uh, It's bad, Dominic. It's bad. And to me, they're divided in this country more every day. And believe me, that's what they're trying to do. And they're accomplishing it. They want chaos. Because if you know about the way these people work, that's what they thrive on. And um, I just appreciate you hearing me, and I thank Donald Trump for his service. 
And I think I think we you look at the peace around the world at the time, everything was so much better. Now the world's turned upside down. So um, he may not be a perfect person. He's far from it. I think most of us are. But I think he loves his country. Unlike I don't. I think uh, you know people call Trump a narcissist. I think the Biden family has done a lot more to look out for themselves. That's all I'll say. But I thank you for hearing me as always, your gentleman. Thank, thank you, Jennifer, and happy holidays to you and your family uh, in Boston. In a moment, folks, we're going to go to Neil on Staten Island. But first, but first, in terms of giving at the holiday times, let's go to Joe in Manhattan. As I said at the top of the show, I have always found that it's better to give than to receive. Joe, what's been what's been your perspective Hi, on Dave. this? You are the best, by the way. Well, thank you. Thank but, you, Joe. Yeah, happy holidays to you. Same and to all you your, and your loved family. ones in the family. Thank you. Your pet, uh, etc. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Okay. Thank you. Now, okay, my humble opinion regarding giving and receiving. Yes. Now, uh, I'm not naming names or anything. All my life, you know, I've given far more, you know, than I've ever received. Uh, in fact, I hesitate to receive unless and until uh, it's uh, as a last resort in my life, you know. I've been very independent. However, I have a very important opinion uh, as far as I'm concer- concerned, uh, you know, humbly speaking, of course, that when you give someone anything, you know, any gift, anything, that must be kept absolutely secret. Otherwise, you're nullifying the giving, uh, or you're doing it for the sake of publicity. Uh, you're no, also, that, no, uh, Joe. I'm not even taking it to that level. I'm, I'm taking it to a level of, of not not a public gesture. I'm talking about someone that you know. I'm talking about a kid in the neighborhood that may not have as good a Christmas. Uh, because their family can't uh, uh, afford to. I'm not talking about a public relations point no, of view, No, I'm Joe. not criticizing you at all. I'm okay. not criticizing you at all. No, 100% not you at all. All I'm saying, in you're absolutely, I agree with you, whatever you had said, 100%. But my view uh, in, in general, right, uh, uh, with respect to giving to anyone anything, you know, uh, the best is to give, but not announce it. Don't pronounce it to the world. I'm giving this to this one and that to that one. You know, for example, my aunt. I'll be very quick. A very good example. You know, my aunt, my mother's sister, right, was married to one of the wealthiest people. Uh, you know, in the neighborhood, perhaps, or uh, you know, in the uh, yeah, let's say neighborhood, right. But she was in the habit of my aunt, my mother's sister, of. Uh, you know, as soon as uh, she'd meet someone, you know, a friend or someone that invited their home, she'd give them a lavish party and give them, uh, like, a, a ring or a pair of earrings made of gold, 24-carat gold, for example. But the next day, you know, she'd be announcing it to the next group of guests. And my mother would constantly criticize her. Okay. You know, her sister, uh, you know, okay. regarding this factor. So my point is that not only do I love you and your show, well, you know, you, you're Joe. the most wonderful person. Thank but you. my opinion humbly is that when anyone is giving anything to anyone, please don't announce it publicly. Maybe you announce it to a friend, a relative close by, but okay. not the whole world. Okay. Well, Joe, I thank, uh, thank you. Thank you very thank much. You. And happy holidays. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Joe. Same to you and your family. Happy, uh, happy uh, holidays. Neil uh, on Staten Island. Good morning, Neil. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. You know, when Good you morning. Said we should, we, when you said we should turn them away, uh, we can't turn them away. It's, it's, it's not yes, legal, Dominic. Yes, you can. Yes, you I, can. I don't think we can. It, yes, it you can. Nice. yes, you can. When it, Neil, Neil, New York is a sanctuary city, right? So let's, right. let's play the game that you have to welcome them, right? Let's play right. that game for a second. You don't have to make it a cakewalk. You, you you don't have to send commissioners to greet them coming. Why would you send a commissioner to greet them coming off the bus? Why would you oh, do it was, that? It was disgusting. I mean, not only commissioners, I mean, like heroes. 
They, get, they shook everybody's hand. Right. It was, why, it was why, ridiculous. Why, why would you do that? So, so in other words, you, you welcome them and you take them in and you say, I'm going to be very uh, uh, straight with you here, Neil. And you say, we, we would love to put you in the shelters. We, we just don't have the space. You're welcome here. We just don't have the space. Yeah, I just don't think you can throw them out of the city. Okay, I, okay, but I didn't say necessarily throw them out. I said, well, let me let me modify my answer. Play politics and turn them around, just like the mayor of Chicago did. The mayor of Chicago, you're welcome. You're out of here. You're not staying here in Chicago. Bye-bye. Off to the suburbs you go. No, no, I, I understand, but I think sooner or later somebody's going to start filing a lawsuit saying it's Mayor Adams was playing politics, trying to appeal as a national candidate, and now it's blown up in his face. Well, Mayor Adams is a man of limited intelligence, according to Greg Kelly, and, and I think he's 100 percent right. Well, I, I, I'm not going to judge Mayor Adams' intelligence. Uh, I, I've known him a long time, and I know Mayor Adams to be a very smart man. You don't get to be elected mayor of New York City being a dummy. So I'm, I'm not going to go there, Neil. I'm not going to do that. But, but he misplayed his hand on this situation. Thank you for the call. Real simple. When the buses arrive. No media, no media, no media. Make sure the 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 the, the cameras are going to want to be there. You you have your police meet the buses. You you take the buses, whatever. But you damn sure don't have commissioners there to greet them with like with a hero's welcome, because or for that one person that you're welcoming, you're saying to a hundred others, "Come on to New York City. We got you." Don't worry about the money. We'll pay for everything. The Randall's Island shelter, I really believe, now you you folks may say I'm being cruel, I believe that women and children should have been put in, in that tent situation. Because part of this has to be a deterrent, that we're not going to change the lives of our citizens because you have decided to come here illegally let's go to david in the bronx let's see what david has to say i have a funny feeling he's all worked up good morning david well i was worked up but i'll tell you something in the spirit of the holidays and because of that gentleman that was talking about giving to charity i'm going to change tack this time because i was going to go off on trump but i realize i'm not going to change anybody's mind i'd like to say something on a personal level to you you talk about legacy frequently, especially regarding your grandchildren going to an Ivy League college. And I found out something on Thursday. My niece, who's the only niece that I have, is going to be going to an Ivy League college. She was accepted on Thursday. Fantastic. She'll be the first member of my family who will ever do something like that. Fantastic. And I'm so proud of my niece because she's had a lot of difficulty with her parents separating and her mother going through another divorce recently but she studied hard she did after school activities she's done sports she's done everything you could do and she even took the SAT the SAT uh twice even though she didn't need to take it the second time she didn't get the results and she was accepted anyway so the only thing I can say to people this time of year if you don't have anything to give financially like I really don't give advice to someone who needs it be a mentor to some child that needs the extra help. Great because advice. The only thing I've ever been able to do for my niece is encourage her and to tell her that she, her, that she can do anything she wants if she works hard. And, and I hope that that will help her for the rest of her life. And I wish more people could do something like that instead of arguing all the time over things that we really can't do much about. Thank well, you, Dominic. David, thank you for the call. Uh, that is uh, perhaps the best call I've received this morning. Oh, I was going to say this week, but the week just started. So the last couple of days, I wish your niece the uh, the best success at an Ivy League school. I have to be honest, folks. Um, I'm judged by almost everything that I say. So when I mention an Ivy League institution, I receive 15 emails that say, why did you play up an Ivy League institution and not a historically black college? So historically black colleges uh, some of them do very well and are quite prominent. The the Howards of the uh, of the world, the the Gramblings of the world. But for my grandkids, for my grandkids, who I'm willing to 
if need be, take a second job to pay for their tutoring to get them into an Ivy League institution. It is the Harvards, the Dartmouth, the the Ivy League schools, the Yales. I'll take any one of them. Just not Columbia, because I'm not really feeling New York City, even though it's a renowned institution. We are going to take a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls. We are going to go to Brooklyn, Clifton, New Jersey, Manhattan, and several other calls in Brooklyn. I will be right back. And we are back. Mayor Adams warning New York City is going to face budget cuts in key services. Why? 1,000 migrants a week are set to arrive in New York. The mayor says this can't continue. But this is the same administration when this problem started that said, come on, we welcome you, Commissioner. Go greet them. Make make them feel welcomed. You cannot have it both ways. Now you're dealing with a very bad situation. And uh, the January 6th uh, committee, uh, apparently a bit later on today, is going to recommend that former President Donald Trump be charged with insurrection, obstruction of an official proceeding of Congress and conspiracy to defraud the U.S. government. The recommendation uh, is not binding. Federal prosecutors will have the final say. Tony in Clifton, New Jersey, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. How are you tonight? I'm well, Tony, and I hope you're doing well as well. I am. My cat had some teeth out, and I was a little worried about her. But when she heard your voice, she perked up. Oh, so now wait a minute, Tony. When you say that, that like, I don't know, do they have a dentist for cats, or or they, or 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 did, did the cat just get them knocked out? Yeah, the vet just takes them out if she sees, you know, that that there's issues going on there, and then I'm going to try to stop brushing her teeth better. Okay, okay but wait, but wait, but wait, Tony, because, you know, I, I, I have my cat. And and so, wait wait a minute here now. So the dentist takes it out, but all I know is the first time I had a tooth removed was in college, and the dentist gave me some uh, painkillers, and I went to sleep and didn't take the painkillers within four hours and woke up, and I felt like somebody had hit me with a sledgehammer. How does does a cat get uh, painkillers? No, so you know that's a that's a good point because she hasn't gotten painkillers. So I guess they don't they don't treat cats that way. Um, mm. But I could I'll follow up. So I've been pampering her and just really watching her. She's just she's just my love. So I worry about her. She's like my next of kin. Yeah, I I she's understand. Amazing. Tony, I want to tell you something between you and I, um, because I don't want people to think that I'm cuckoo here. I I really feel that the ghost of my dog, Dolce, is now the personality of the cat. The cat seems to be acting the way that the dog used to act. Anyway, Tony, go right ahead. But I believe in that stuff, too, Dominic, so I'm with you. Okay, okay. You know, we've talked a few times, and I know... um, you have a sense of who I am, but I've been studying in my retirement, studying my history and American history and world history. And I watched everything that happened on January 6th. And I've come up with some feelings about how I feel. So I'll I'll just share that with you. And I'm sure not everybody feels the same way, but I'm not worried about January 6th because I watched all the hearings and I felt that they were not fair hearings. Um, that was my impression. It wasn't the representation that I was looking for in a fair hearing. Had it been me, wasn't there. 
Um, I also watched very carefully, I'm sure you did too, the January 6th day itself. And one of the things that struck me, and I'll try to make this quick, is that there was an urgency for them to go back into the building. I mentioned this even to um, um, Mayor Giuliani, who represented Donald Trump, but there was an urgency for them to go back into the building and finish the count, which I thought having been at 9-11 when the trade centers were burned down, we all were told just to leave the city. So I never understood their rush back. The the, the rush, Tony, was simple. They, they were trying to say that you won't stop us, that we're going to finish the people's business. That's what they yeah, were trying I to say. Yeah, I understand. I understand. But being a 9-11 survivor, my instinct was just to leave if we thought there was imminent danger. Then I'll tell you another thought, Dominic, and I'll make it quick. In studying American history and some of the things Donald Trump said about uh, changing the Constitution or whatever he was saying, amend it, I read about Thomas Jefferson, who um, said that the Constitution really, in his feeling, and he was just one of the family fathers, said, you know, the Constitution should be changed maybe every 19 years. To make allowances for technology, which is one of our big problems right now with the Twitter, to make allowances for political issues. And in many ways, just on those two topics, I think Donald Trump is a very smart man and ahead of his time. And to me, because he was the one that was so much victimized by all of this, in spite of, you know, that he wasn't perfect. I really see him as, to me, now with the CIA and with the withholding of some of the CIA information on Kennedy, not everything's being released to us. And I always wondered about my President Kennedy. That was very sad to me. I was a nine-year-old when I lost President Kennedy. So I always had a lot of questions, Dominic, and I always was concerned about the CIA and FBI and how the government is functioning. I do want to see the government cleaned up and made better. And so for that reason, Trump, I'm not worried about him, and I keep him in my prayers. Well, His intentions so, were well-meaning. Well, Tony, we will see how this is all going to play out. I thank you uh, for the call. Uh, I, I don't – there's no way – I don't see any way the prosecutors, if they go forward with this, can get a uh, conviction – uh, against Mr. Trump. I just don't see it. The evidence is just not there. If I thought it was, I would say so. Let's go to Phil in Queens. Good morning, Phil. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic, and thank you for taking my call. Um, I've been listening to you for years. This is my first time ever calling you. Well, thank you for calling. And um, I really, really like what you have to say 99.9% of the time. Um, so I was arrested for being at the Capitol, allegedly going through a window, and I am elected in the Republican Party in Queens. And what's going on is the charges are just, you know, there's no settling, there's no uh, misdemeanors. It's okay, hey, 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 well, Phil, but wait a minute now. But but prosecutors, they do have that option. They don't have to well, settle. Well, they do, but see, what, what happened to Riley Williams, the young lady, she was 22 years old, who was um, – accused of and, and another point phil wait wait i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna try my best to let you finish we're, we're up against a time break here but you I'm said sorry. you wait you said you went through a window uh at well, the at, wait 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 you said at, at the allegedly. at the round allegedly well, right now, at, yeah. wait wait and then you also said that you're a republican elected what do the two have to do with each other well because other people who went through allegedly went through a window uh, are not charged with uh, obstruction of a, an official proceeding. I am. My name is Philip Grillo with a G, like Grillo, but with a G. You can look it up. And, you know, I just want fairness. 
I'm I'm always willing to accept something that I've done, and I'm willing to accept the consequences for that. But you know, the the, the charges are, you know, in other words, for I was to my point with Riley Williams was she was charged with obstruction of an official proceeding, and she got charged with civil disorder, which is like, in other words, for example, it's. Law 568, it's A, it's Section B, something like that. So, and, you know, it's just, it's unbelievable how these charges are being brought upon everybody. Everybody's doing some sort of jail time. And, um. Okay, but Phil, and I've got to take a break here, but, but. can I hold on for after well, the break? Well, well, no. The prop, Phil. I have a, I have a, a lot of calls. But, but, but the point I wanted to ask you was that. But, and you, you said you accept responsibility, and you said allegedly, and I get all of that. But if you went through the window at Congress, you do understand that there are repercussions behind that, right? Well, you know what the the, the mentality of the whole entire country was. We watched the summer of 2020, and we watched everyone go into, onto private and public and government property. We watched it on live TV with fires. But that was not Congress. It just seemed allegedly at that time that, hey, like everyone, like there's going to be no consequences. I, I, I mean, that may have been. Hey, hey, the Phil. Way people were thinking, but but Phil, you know, wait, like, wait, wait, hey. wait, but Phil, Phil. So so you're telling me you don't see the difference in going through a window of a private business and going through the window of Congress, embarrassing uh, the political leadership. Well, you've got to see the going, difference. Well, Dominic, if I may say, Go ahead. people were going through government buildings. They were going through police stations in Portland, taking over police stations. Yes, and burning we some had, of them you know, down. But I'm so, talking and, about and, Congress. And government buildings. They were taking them over. And, you know, brute force, brute force taking them over. And nothing was done to them. And it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a matter of fairness, Dominic. So, okay, so Phil, of- Phil, allegedly when, when you did this, you're telling me that it was a group mentality, and you did you did not understand the repercussions behind that. Um, I, I may be speaking for the mentality of the group itself, not necessarily myself. I'm saying that we watched as a country. No, I get that part, Phil. But I, I, I wait, 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 Phil, Phil, Nobody Phil, did. please, wait, Phil. You want to talk about the Black Lives Matter stuff? That's not what you're charged for. If you, if that's indeed the case, you are charged for at the Capitol. So that's what we need to focus on. Second, and, so go ahead. In Manhattan, on video, we have two lawyers who threw Molotov cocktails inside of a police vehicle. Right, and they're going to jail. And they got fifteen months, and they and they got disbarred. Okay. They're offering people who just so, walked in. So wait, Phil. Walked around. Phil, Phil and I wish I, I wish I had the time. So Phil, fifteen months and losing your license to practice, you can't ever do it again. If you don't think that's penalizing somebody, then then I don't know what to say. But Phil, I thank you for the call. Uh and I'm so sorry, Matt, that we're so late on our time break here. Dominic Carter here with you. When we come back, when we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. And we'll take more of your telephone calls, and we'll be right back. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Wow. Mayor Adams warning New York City faces cuts in key services. Why? Because one thousand migrants are expected a week to arrive now the mayor says this can't continue but this same mayor and his administration welcomed the migrants a few months ago with open arms the mayor says the city's already received more than 31,000 asylum seekers and that it cannot continue. They are expecting, with the lifting of Title 42, 
10 to 15 busloads to arrive in the next two days. That's the situation we are dealing with. We're going to go to Tony in Brooklyn, then Audrey also in Brooklyn. We say good morning to you, Tony. Hey, buddy. Um, good, good morning. Good morning. This whole thing that's going on with the migrants, and it's very simple to understand. And I think at a federal, state, or local level, all you really have to do is follow the money and who's benefiting. So case in point, like New York City, for example, the hotel industry is getting paid on average 500 bucks a night per room to, to house homeless people, migrants, it's tremendous, and they have a vested interest in this policy. You have these um, uh, private corporations that are housing um, and feeding people. They're getting paid. It's like a whole new money cycle. It's similar to like what Halliburton was doing in the Middle East with the soldiers, but now it's being done on a domestic level. I I hear you, Tony, but if they're here, something has to be done with them, correct? Well, you know, you know, some it's again, they're they're pushing the agenda, they're feeding the politicians money, and the politicians have to live they have to give back their obligation to these companies or else the the money, the 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 campaign funding is gonna cease. Well, I, I hear you, Tony. I, I am only stating that it is from my point of view. It didn't have to be this way. The the mayor mishandled the situation by welcoming them to the city. Do what the mayor, and I'm no fan of uh, Mayor Lightfoot. I think she's an embarrassment. But do do what she did. You're coming here. No, 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 no. Turn that bus right around. It's going to the suburbs. New York City can't afford this, Tony. And and and. And it's now, suspicious. well, thank you for the call, Tony. And, and and now we're talking about cutting city services because you wanted to grandstand with the migrants and look national. Let's go to Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning. Um, I just I was going to hang up because I'm still recovering from whatever the hell happened to me the last past week. wasn't COVID, but it was some serious flu nonsense. But uh, I just wanted to say one thing. What if? Everything changes, and everybody who came here that wasn't here originally, all, everybody be sent back, and we start all over again. Would that make a difference? This is not right. Let's just go into this season of, I think it was supposed to be the season of love and whatever. Okay, but wait, but Audrey, wait. I'm going to make it quick. Wait, I'm wait, Audrey, wait. I'm trying to follow what you're saying. You you just said, wait, I'm, I'm not understanding your point. You're saying just let them stay? Well, I'm, oh, what I'm saying is, um, it's, it's, it's so much hoopla on who stays, who goes, and why they're here. And they're here because God says so. I don't, you hey, know, Audrey, I'm, I'm like, I, I hope I hope you don't lose your voice. I I hope you don't. But Audrey, the mayor is already threatening that he's going to have to cut city services. Services? Oh, I've been checking. I don't see any services. No, no. I said he's threatening, threatening oh, that okay. he may have to cut city services because of the migrants. I mean, come on, Audrey. I I I know I know that you look at this from the far left. But who's going to be able to continue paying for this? I'm retired. I don't pay for nothing. No, okay, I hear you. Oh, but, but you do pay. Even I, in retirement, Audrey, you do pay. I know, but it's, it's something deeper than that. I, I haven't gotten it together yet. But I'm going to listen. What, what, what's what's deeper? I have it together oh, hey, Audrey, what, what's deeper? Before I let you go, what's deeper? Because, see, what's deeper to me, Audrey, is that the mayor's grandstanding, trying to look like a national candidate, and we can't afford this. So what's what's deeper? To me, humanity, love, peace, and kindness right now. Okay. Have a good day. Thank you, Audrey, and mm-hmm. thank you and bless you, and I hope you feel better. And so, see, folks, here's how you show the humanity and the, the blessings. And, you know, thank you. Thank you for traveling to our city. We wish you well, and we'll support you in any endeavor that we can. Take that bus the hell up out of here. You don't use that word, but the moment they come, uh-uh, uh-uh, let's go. You're going to Newark. You're going. No offense, Newark. You're going to the Poconos. No offense, the Poconos. Hey, we. There are nice communities upstate New York. You're going to Buffalo, Rochester. Hey, hey, hey. They have popularity, uh, uh, population problems. You're going to Syracuse. You're going to Buffalo. You're going to Middletown. 
You're going to Albany. Hey, Albany's a great place to stay capital. You're going any place but here. How about that? Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. In a moment, I'm going to go to Roberta on Staten Island. But first, I want to say good morning to Frank Morano. Hello, Dominic. How good, are you? Good morning, sir. How are you? Great, great. Good how, weekend? How was your weekend? Too short, but uh, I'm glad always, to be back on the it's radio. It's always too short. <laughs> I, you know, I am very conflicted because I enjoy the weekend to catch up on things and spend time with family and friends and so forth. But I do really miss being on on the air. You know, it's really? uh, it's uh, it's kind of I'm I'm living in a, a perpetual conflict. Mm, one that happens every five days. Exactly. exactly. Wow. What. What do you have coming up? All right. This well, morning? we're going to follow up on um, the the document release of these JFK assassination documents that were released on Thursday. I had a chance over the weekend to delve into some of these documents, see some of these documents that were redacted and unredacted. And uh, I'm going to be joined by a fellow, a presidential historian who has studied this stuff, a fellow by the name of, uh, Mar- of uh, you know, Martin K.A. Morgan, a distinguished military historian, and he knows a thing or two. We also have commendations like we do every week, and I have some fun stories that I think people are going to enjoy as well. Sounds wonderful. Let's share a couple of phone calls together. We're going to try and get as many in as we can together. Let's go to Roberta, as I mentioned, uh, on Staten Island. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. I know, Roberta. Roberta, I hope I see you New Year's Eve Eve this year. Well, I don't know. I'll try. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Also, um, I just want to mention that they don't seem to have a very good tr- a case against Donald Trump because he wanted the, uh, the the police to come in and and extra people, you know, the armed guards to come in, and Pelosi refused. And um, and there's also a lot of FBI involvement. They found out about all these informants that were egging people on, and the Capitol Police were letting people in. So it just seems like they just manufactured this whole big case against him to work. So he couldn't run again. Well, we'll we'll see, Roberta, what happens. Thank you. Thank you for the call. I don't see a case where the feds go forward if they do decide to take it up on Trump. What do you think? Well, look, I I am not an attorney, uh, so I tend to rely on a lot of the legal analysts that are on their state on our station. But Andrew McCarthy, distinguished federal prosecutor, he was on with John Katzmatidis the other day. John asked him, scale of one to ten, how likely is a Trump indictment? McCarthy said eleven. So I, I tend to go with him. I mean, I think the strongest case is the documents case. We'll see if they tend to go forward with that. I think now that there's an independent counsel, that's more likely than if it was just up to the DOJ. Well, we'll see. The recommendations are expected to be announced uh, sometime after 1 p.m. this afternoon. Dominic Carter saying, folks, have a great day. I'll see you again in 24 hours. But keep it right there. Coming up right now, right after news headlines with Alex Bernard. We have Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight.